Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into the show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Irvin. Tune in to Paper Heart Chapter 1 to hear more about the author and a summary of the story. On last week's episode, Knight finds out about Scotland and Murda's past, and Yaya and Scotland get into a huge fight. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. You cut me deep, bitch. Kanye West, Bittersweet Poetry. Chapter 26 It was the day of Liam's birthday party. Knight boarded the elevator to Paul and Maggie's floor. He never imagined that he'd be attending the party alone. Only a few weeks had passed since Scotland left. They'd only spoken once, and that was via text. He'd offered to get her an apartment, but she refused his offer. Scotland didn't want any more of his handouts. She survived 28 years without him. She'd get back up on her feet without his help. Knight was fine with that. He just wanted to know that she was safe and out of harm's way. It hurt him deeply the next time he tried to reach out to her and was hit with the fact that she changed her number. It damn near killed him. Knight got off the elevator with the gift he and Scotland had picked out for Liam in his hand. The only reason he was even attending the party is because he wanted to run into her. They needed to talk. He couldn't spend another day without her. Knight never expected that when she left, she'd take pieces of his heart with her. The last few weeks without her had been torture. He couldn't do anything but think about her. He couldn't even concentrate at work. He was sick without her. Like a fiend on a drug, he longed for her touch. Without her, he was going loco. All he did was drink his pain away. He was over the fact that she used to mess with his brother. None of that mattered anymore. She was his and he needed his rib back so that he could function properly. 
and I could hear the loud sound of children crying and laughing as he walked down the hall. He was dressed casually in a black leather jacket with a black hooded unzipped jacket underneath, homie's t-shirt, black fitted jeans with a rip at the knee, and Chuck Taylors. Standing at the door, he nervously knocked. Come in, Maggie yelled over the noise. Knight opened the door and walked inside. As soon as he entered, he almost ran into a little kid. Toddlers were running around everywhere. Maggie and Paul had a house full. Car decorations were all over the living room. Maggie had gone all out. She had a car's cake, cookies, cupcakes, water bottles, napkins, and cups. Everywhere night turned, there was something cars related. Night, what a surprise, Maggie said, pleased to see him. How you doing, Maggie? He gave her a formal hug. These kids are driving me nuts, but other than that, I'm great, she answered, looking disheveled. Maggie's hair was out of place, and she was out of breath from running after the kids. Is Paul here? No, Maggie diverted her attention elsewhere. He had to get some work done at the office. On a Saturday? Night quiz, knowing damn well that was a lie. Paul never came in on the weekend to work. That's what he said. Maggie shrugged her shoulders, trying not to get upset. She didn't know any father that would willingly miss his son's birthday. Is Scotland here? Knight scanned the room for her. No, she called this morning and wished Liam happy birthday. I'm surprised you even came. To be honest, I thought she was going to be here, Knight said, disappointed. How is she doing? She's doing good. The move to Chicago has been great for her. Maggie tied one of the kids' shoes. Chicago? Knight said, perplexed. You didn't know she moved to Chicago? Maggie asked, hating to be the bearer of bad news. Nah, Knight said, feeling like he was about to die. I helped her get a book deal. It took us no time. My editor loved her book and signed her right on the spot. Wow, Knight said, stunned. That's what's up. I gotta read what she wrote. She has a banger on her hands. Yeah, it's a damn good book. I'm happy for her, he said solemnly. He wished he could share in Scotland's triumph. They'd stayed up plenty of nights talking about her getting a book deal. Where's she staying at in Chicago? I wish I could tell you, Knight, but she swore me to secrecy, Maggie replied regrettably. She really just wants to concentrate on her book and getting her life back on track. I can respect that, Knight handed her Liam's gift. Look, I'ma get up out of here. You sure? Maggie eyed him concerned. Knight looked like he was on the brink of tears. Yeah, he assured, waving goodbye. Knight walked back to his car in a daze. He was happy that Scotland had reached her goal, but the realization that she'd moved on without him was too much to bear. He thought after a while they'd be able to see each other and work things out. Now she was gone and he had no way of getting to her. After leaving the party, the idea of returning home to an empty house wasn't so appealing tonight. Being in that house without Scotland made him depressed. Even though she wasn't physically there, the memory of her haunted him every which way he turned. 
He didn't know how much longer he would be able to live there without her. Knight drove around aimlessly for an hour trying to figure out his next move. He had to get Scotland back. Letting her go had been the biggest mistake of his life. Now, he didn't know if he'd ever be able to see her again. He prayed to God that he hadn't lost her for good. He wouldn't be able to live with himself if he had. Unwilling to go home, Knight decided to head to the office. He figured burying himself in his work would take his mind off of Scotland. After parking his car in the garage, he entered the building and headed to his office. No one was there except for the janitors and security. It was so quiet he could almost hear a pin drop. Knight wasn't so sure if peace and quiet was what he needed anymore. The silence was deafening. He was just about to turn and leave when he heard the sound of Paul's voice. This nigga really is at work, Knight thought, standing outside his door. He just knew Paul had lied to his wife. Paul was inside his office, but the door was cracked halfway open. Oh my God, he sighed heavily. If Maggie calls me one more time, I'm going to flip my lid, he complained. I can't believe you missed your son's birthday party, Lennon laughed. She sat on his desk before him with her legs wide open. She and Paul had just finished having sex and were now eating takeout and shooting the breeze. You are such an asshole. I wasn't an asshole a minute ago when I was going down on you on this desk. He gripped her waist and kissed her thigh. Knight furrowed his brows. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. Lennon and Paul were having an affair. He wondered how long it had been going on. She better not have been fucking him while I was with her, he thought. You sure wasn't, Lennon purred. You have to slow down on all the food, though. Your baby bump was kind of getting in the way, Paul frowned. Excuse you, Lennon mushed him in the head. I'm eating for two now. Don't remind me, Paul shot sarcastically. You better get on board and act like you're excited about this. This baby is going to be here in the spring. I'm going to need your help. That's what you have night for, Paul countered. Poor thing. He's so dumb. Knight's going to be there, sure, but I'm still going to need your help. You're not going to do me like you do Maggie. You're going to be present in our baby's life. Time suddenly stood still. An eerie sound pierced Knight's ears. He could hear the sound of his heart beating slowly through his chest. He'd never had a panic attack before, but he felt like he was having one. Knight didn't even realize that he balled up his fist and pushed Paul's door open. It was as if he was having an outer body experience. His feet were moving, but he had no control of himself. Paul and Lennon didn't even see him coming. They didn't realize it until it was too late. Lennon was startled when Knight appeared out of nowhere and grabbed Paul by his throat. Knight, what are you doing here? She shrieked, jumping back. Knight couldn't answer her. He was too busy punching Paul in the face. His fist pounded his eye repeatedly. Paul couldn't even fight back. He was so caught off guard. Knight, let him go. 
Lennon yelled, trying to pull him off of Paul, but Knight was too strong. Get the fuck off me. Knight furiously pushed her away while still holding onto Paul's throat. You lied to me, bitch. Knight barked, seeing red. Knight, I, I can explain. Just please let him go. She begged, terrified for her life. Fuck you. Knight pulled Paul out of his chair and dragged him across the floor. Paul was so disoriented by the blows to his face that he couldn't even put up a fight. And you just gonna go along with the lie? Knight said to Paul. He viciously let him go and kicked him in the stomach. You two ruined my life. He kicked Paul over and over again until he coughed up blood. Knight, stop! You're gonna kill him! Lennon cried hysterically. Somebody help! He's gonna kill him! She yelled out the door. Two security guards quickly came running to her aid. They both grabbed Knight by the arms and pulled him back. Get off me! He yanked his arms away. Baby, are you okay? Lennon kneeled down on the floor and checked on Paul. She didn't even care that she destroyed Knight's life or hurt him. All she cared about was Paul's well-being. His entire face was swollen, his lip was busted, and he couldn't stop coughing up blood. Knight was sickened by the sight of them. Look what you did! Lennon sobbed uncontrollably. You two crazy motherfuckers deserve each other. You're going to jail. I'm going to press charges against you, Paul groaned. I don't give a fuck what you do. Both of y'all can suck my dick. Knight hit him with the middle finger and stormed off. I wait in the rain, but I don't complain because I wait for you. Ingrid Michelson, always you. Epilogue. Everything in Knight's life had changed drastically, but the one constant that remained was his desire to have Scotland back in his life. After learning he wasn't the father of Lennon's baby, he quit the Whitmore Agency. Knight didn't want to spend another day around those people. He hated going to work every day anyway. Paul kept his promise and pressed charges against him for assault and battery. Knight was charged in order to pay his medical expenses and perform five hours of community service. He took the punishment on the chin with glee because Paul and Lennon thought they were gonna win. They thought he was gonna spend time in jail. When they didn't get their way, they tried suing him, but the lawsuit was thrown out of court. Knight was stunned that a person would go so far just to make another human being suffer. Paul and Lennon were wicked people. He guessed they had to make him hurt because they'd lost everything. When Maggie learned about the affair and the baby, she immediately filed for divorce. She was done being humiliated and mistreated by Paul. Since they didn't have a prenup, she received a large settlement, their apartment, one of their cars, and child support. She was also awarded full custody of the kids. Mr. Whitmore was none too pleased when he found out about his daughter's dirty deeds. Lennon had shamed their family in ways that could never be repaired. She'd gone against everything he'd ingrained in her. She was not an appropriate representation of the Whitmores or the Whitmore Agency, so her father not only disowned her, but fired her as well. Paul was fired as well. When Knight found out, 
All he could do was laugh because like the old saying goes, you never win when you play dirty. Murda and Yaya were arrested after the police raided Yaya's home and found several kilos of heroin. The feds had been surveying them for months and had built an extensive case against them. Murda called his brother for help, but Knight didn't have anything for him. Murda would have to suffer the consequences and deal with his choices. Knight was concentrating on his own life. Being a sports agent wasn't his calling. He was destined to be a chef. Cooking was his passion. Whenever he got in the kitchen, he felt at peace. Cooking was cathartic for him. It gave him a chance to vibe out and think. It had been six months since he quit the agency. During the day, he spent his time going to culinary school. At night, he worked on plans to open his first restaurant. He was happy with where his life was heading. The only thing missing was Scotland. If he had her, everything would be perfect. Night was over their separation. They'd been apart far too long. Her first novel, Paper Heart, had just been released. The book went straight to number one on the New York Times bestselling list. The entire book was based on their relationship. When Knight read about her hardships and how she felt about him, it made him love her even more. He had to see her. With no way to contact her, he went to her website and saw that she was having a book signing at the Barnes & Noble on the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. Knight knew that would be his only chance to see her, so he bought a plane ticket. Her book signing was from 2 to 5 p.m. Unfortunately, Knight's flight was delayed because of inclement weather. He didn't get to Chicago until 4.45 p.m. By the time he hopped a cab and made it to the bookstore, the signing was over and Scotland was gone. As he stood at an empty table where Scotland once was, Knight couldn't help but feel defeated. He'd missed her by a matter of minutes. Knight swallowed his anger. He didn't care if he had to fly to every one of her book signings. He was going to find Scotland. All he needed was one opportunity to tell her how much he loved her and wanted her back. Knight stepped out into the humid July afternoon rain. It didn't even matter that he didn't have an umbrella. The rain washing over him was the tears he wanted to cry. With his hands in his pockets, he started down the street when he heard a familiar voice call his name. Knight, Scotland called out. Knight turned around. Scotland came out of the bookstore looking like an angel. She stood underneath a black and white polka dot umbrella. She looked well rested and refreshed. She lost the long gray weave and now wore her hair short. Both sides of her hair were shaved off. The top was dyed a pastel pink color and coiffed to the back. The new style framed her beautiful face well and highlighted her round eyes, high cheeks, and full lips. She wore a bold red lip, big gold drop earrings, gold statement necklace, white crop top, white wide leg trousers, and nude flat sole sandals. Knight prayed to God that she wasn't a figment of his imagination. He dreamt of this moment too many times for it to not be true. Scotland, is that really you? He asked as the heavy rain clouded his vision. Yes, silly, she sauntered towards him. 
Hi. He caressed the side of her face with his hand. Hi, she smiled. I just left from inside. The manager told me you were gone. I know. I was in the bathroom, so she thought I'd gone. When I came out, she told me that a fine black brother with a bald head was looking for me. I figured it could only be you. What are you doing here? She beamed, excited to see him. Are you here on a business trip? The sound of rain tapping on Scotland's umbrella mirrored the beat of Knight's heart. Now was the time to tell her how he felt. He could finally tell her how he'd wait a lifetime just to see her smile. How life without her wasn't worth living. How from the moment they met, his heart had chosen her. With her, he felt no pain. She completed him. I came to see you. Baby, I'm sorry for letting you go. I fucked up, but if you give me another chance, I... Scotland placed her index finger up to his lips and silenced him. He didn't have to say another word. You had me at hello. Are you still up? Girl, good night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.